tired of being censored on social media? Tired of being silenced and shamed for your views by cancel culture? Tired of only hearing one side of the story? Then welcome to your new happy place. You are listening to Left Out with Will and Laura. All right, the day after or the week after, I guess. Oh my gosh, it feels like it feels like <laughs> a month. It feels like a month since the election. I can't even believe it. All this like rapid fire stuff that's happening. And yeah. can I just put this out there? Biden is not the president elect. Okay. Yeah. No matter what you're hearing, that is not truth. Just and I hear too from your mind. And I hear too many Republican people and conservative people say, well, there's nothing we can do now. And there's no way he's going to be able to prove this. There's no way he's going to be able to prove that. Um, but I think, I think what's dawned on people and especially elected Republicans that weren't too keen on Trump in the first place that would have loved to see him lose. They're fighting for this. Even those people are fighting for this because they realize that they'll do this again. If you let the Democrats uh, get away with this template they've created for winning uh, presidential elections, they'll just do it again. And with with Biden in there for four years, they'll make sure that they have all the loose ends tied up. So uh, they will be able to do this uh, four years from now flawlessly. Yes. Yes, so. I have relatives that I argue with who are like, well, we survived eight years of Obama. We can survive this. I'm like, you don't get it. Right. If they can rig the election to do this, we'll never have a fair election again. Never. Mm-hmm. No, and they don't there, understand it's that. It's over. And I, you know what that the problem is, Laura, is that that's a result of people not following what's going on closely. People that say, well, we don't want to get into politics too much. We don't want to you know? fight. We just <laughs> yeah. want peace. Really, yeah. really at yeah. all costs. That's what's worth it. Yeah. To you. Well, yeah. I, I just I know too many pastors that think talking about politics is sinful. No. You know, and, and, and it's you're fighting. You're you're actually fighting. We should be, you know, instead of fighting Democrats, we, we should be reaching them for Jesus. Can't we do both? Okay, did, you know? did Jesus not fight the Pharisees and the Sadducees yeah. in the temple? I mean, he I don't know. Righteous, we, he had righteous anger. I don't know. I think Jesus needs to come to Jesus and and uh, realize that he needs to be nicer than God, right? <laughs> what? I'm going to have to reach through the screen and smack you. I'm not even <laughs> sure what you just said, but I, I feel like I need to smack you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jesus needs to get his prayer life in order. You're right? Okay. <laughs> Anyway, really? that's just wrong. That's mm-hmm. wrong. That's so wrong. I know it is wrong. It's very wrong. Okay. So, all right. But you wanted to ask me something here that you thought was important. No, we... you just said that there was, because I can't, I, honestly, the way that things are unfolding, I can't keep up. Every time there's yeah. breaking news, there's breaking news, news that trumps the breaking news, you know, like right. you said, there's more breaking news that just happened within the past 20 minutes. So what did I miss? Um, okay. So here we go. Uh, This is uh, Mark Levin uh, tweeting this out. Attorney General William Barr has authorized federal prosecutors across the U.S. to pursue substantial allegations of voting irregularities before the 2020 presidential election is certified. Now, here's something that's going on is you notice the language here that they're using Mm -hmm. and also uh, substantial allegations of voter irregularities. You know why he's saying that? Because Twitter is banning him for saying fraud. Fraud is like a is like a red flag word. Anytime you see the word fraud out there, 
Can he say uh, dirty Facebook Trump is... jackasses? Can he say that? <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I think that's... That. Yeah, well, that it's almost like an automatic thing. It's almost like a an algorithm thing. Is that if the if the word fraud, yeah, the word fraud actually, uh, high, you know, is sends out the bat signal to to uh, Facebook and um, and also oh, Twitter. Sorry, yeah. sneeze. Yeah. Sneeze yeah. is coming. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. You know, Lauren, <laughs> give me a second here because my my little brat, five year old son, just turned the heat on. And I'm about ready to kill him. So I'm going to. I'm gonna, darling child. Oh, hold on one second. It'll take me. It'll take me. The, the thermostat is like two seconds away. Hold on. I had heard, though, Will, that um, AG Barr wasn't allowed to step in until 10 days after the election. So that would put us at November 13th. Have you heard that, too? He's not. No, I haven't heard that. No, I haven't. He's not. Who, who's requiring him to do that? I thought there was some kind of rule that you're not allowed to look into election allegations until 10 days after the election. I don't know about that. I, and I know that there were certain things required about uh, having any armed people in while the election is actually going on. I don't know about all that, but uh, he's the attorney general of the United States. He can do right. He can, he can set anything. He, he wants, is the law. So. Right. He is the law. Right. right. So that's happening. Um I think that's the big thing right now. Um, I'll show you real quickly here what uh, Trump has put on his timeline. Oh, and do you have any updates on Rush Limbaugh, how he's doing? He's 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 it's day to day. I yeah. he's still live on a show. He sounds great on a show. I can't you can't even tell. He's hanging in there. Oh yeah. Uh, it but it's says, it's day to day. Um, President Trump tweeted anything out today. This is Mark Levin and Ken Starr, and they're, they're pretty much going over the Supreme Court about what they predict is going to happen here. So let's take okay. a listen. Because there are news organizations that are making declarations about who's won the presidency and so forth. So I want to unravel this slowly but surely, because we live in a constitutional system, not a PR system, uh, mm-hmm. not a left wing system, but a constitutional system. Mm-hmm. Article 2, Section 1, Clause 2 of the Constitution provides as follows, I quote in pertinent part, each state shall appoint in such manner as the legislature thereof may direct a number of electors equal to the whole number of senators and representatives to which the state may be entitled in Congress. In other words, the state legislatures determine how to select their electors. Isn't that what that means? That's exactly what it means, Mark. And it got lost in the Pennsylvania shuffle. The founding generation sitting in Philadelphia undoubtedly thought, well, should we have the state Supreme Court make the determination? No, we want what? This is a very democratic with a small d approach. We want the legislatures those closest to the people, the state legislatures. They're the bosses not the governor. And what happened in Pennsylvania over these recent weeks is a constitutional travesty. Governor Wolf tries to get his reforms, his vision, as he was entitled to do, through the legislature of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. He failed. He then goes to the state Supreme Court, which by a divided vote, accepted the substance of what Governor Wolf was doing and then added their own nooks and crannies as well. Happily, in recent days, we've seen Justice Samuel Alito step in as a single justice. He has the power to do it. 
and essentially in a very short order say the legislature is the boss. (laughs) What the governor did, this is my interpretation, is utterly unconstitutional. What the Pennsylvania Supreme Court is did is utterly unconstitutional. It's just clear as the words that you just read. Exactly right. In fact, to count every vote may be a crime. It may even be a crime under federal law. It's definitely a crime under state law. If that is said, here's the key word, illegal. And that's why you see, and it's shameful that Vice President Biden's people And the vice president himself for saying count every vote and selling a lot of T-shirts. That is a potential and an invitation for absolute lawlessness. I know of a situation very quickly where a recently widowed woman knew how her late husband would vote. He was deceased. That's a human tragedy. What's a travesty is. She cast his vote for him. We call that absentee ballots. No, we call that an illegal ballot. And they say count every legal vote, except, of course, they have. And there's widespread reporting on this. Push the Republicans out while they're counting every legal vote in the city of Philadelphia. I'm told by the speaker's office there, they have over 100,000 provisional ballots. You don't hand out provisional ballots like lollipops. There are, again, conditions for those. Right. I'm, I'm gravely concerned, uh, Judge Starr, that what's happening here is all of the checks and safeguards that have been built into the electoral process by the Constitution, by state constitutions or by state legislatures are being litigated away. You know, Donald Trump was selected president in 2016. We knew he had won. He wasn't actually selected uh, at 2 a.m. or 3 a.m. the next morning, but we knew he had won because it was overwhelming. They're still counting votes now. They're still counting votes now because chaos seems to be the uh, the objective. The more chaos you can create, the more uncertainty you can create. The Democrats, Judge Starr, seem to want to vote earlier and earlier and count later and later. What's the point <laughs> of that? Yeah, both ways. Well, it doesn't bode well for confidence in the election process. Uh, everyone uses the word integrity. Uh, I think on the Republican side, we're using it with every breath that we take. Can't we have honesty and transparency and openness and so forth? And I must say, I've been disappointed in some of the reporting that has gone about the process, willfully blinding themselves, some of the reporters, to the reality of what's happening uh, before them. Uh, So, uh, yes, what's happening, I think, in a limited number of cities, but they're all large cities. And certainly two of those large cities have a history, Detroit and Philadelphia, a history, a sordid history of voter fraud. And convictions. We're not talking about allegations and political rhetoric. We're talking about the judicial process having resulted in criminal convictions, including in times past, the sitting state Senate majority leader who hailed from Philadelphia went to jail because of voter fraud. Mm -hmm. So failing to insist on checks and balances, sunshine, please let the sunshine in. And that's in the form of these observers who have meaningful access. It's not access 
right, Mark, if you're in the cavernous convention center and you really can't see 60 yards away what's going on. That's form over substance. The U.S. Supreme Court. So this matter presents itself to the United States Supreme Court. So in my mind, three things can happen. One, they don't take it up in full, even though I strongly feel they should. Hopefully there's four justices, as I understand it, that are required. Number two, uh, Sam Alito and hopefully majority will say, okay, those segregated votes, they were segregated out. Those are unconstitutional. Don't blame us. Don't blame the legislature. You can blame the governor and you can blame your state court or number three that nobody's thinking about. And I don't particularly like it. The court could say, look, those segregated votes from our perspective are unconstitutional. But we're going to leave it to the United States Congress to determine whether they're unconstitutional or not. And the state legislature is free to send its own list of electors based on the original statutory election laws. We'll now know how many because they're segregating the votes. If, in fact, the president of the United States won under the existing law before it was changed by the state Supreme Court. In other words, there could be two sets of electors set, one certified by the governor, one certified by the legislature under the federal constitution and Congress consorted out. What do you think of those three possibilities? Right. Heaven forbid for, uh, for two of them uh, on the yeah, one that exactly. I think is the more or most likely is that the Supreme Court will now do its duty yep. uh, in the Pennsylvania case, because it was very clear from the outset that what the governor did and what the state Supreme Court did was utterly unconstitutional. So it's a lawless act. And at this stage, the Supreme Court has a solemn duty in light of the nature of the issue. And the stakes at hand has to take the case. And I think, by the way, the earlier determination by Justice Alito to call a halt to any counting, if that had begun, of these set aside ballots, the ones that I view as illegal, they're just illegal. They don't and should not count. His determination to do that is a signal. It's not an assurance, but it's a signal that a majority of the Supreme Court would uphold what Justice Alito has done. We'll see. That's a guess, but it's a reasonably educated guess. Mm-hmm. All right. That's uh, that's pretty wild stuff. I, I think um, Ken Starr is correct. And I, I think there's a lot of observers and political pundits saying that Alito wouldn't have asked to get those votes segregated if he didn't have the votes already in the Supreme Court uh, to push it, if he didn't have those five votes already to really, um, you know, exclude them because that's that's what it all comes down to is all these votes coming in after um coming in after the uh the set date so so who who who's this guy on the screen now who's that that looks like um what's what guy you talking about never mind okay late night late night um, oh that's just another that's just another video in trump's timeline i'm not sure what the heck it is all right so um but you said that they they changed the uh clear politics uh, yeah, there's now this is just a I can I can show you that, too. Um, Which state went back into play? Pennsylvania toss up. that, And that's the media reporting. Now, you got to understand that. But I think there's probably enough stuff going on that uh, real clear politics is saying that. Let me go to Steve Dace's timeline. Uh, Ned Ryan, who is um, blue checkmark guy, um, political guy. Uh, just in case you were wondering, RCP, the real clear politics, real clear politics has thrown Pennsylvania 
into the undecided column today. Mm -hmm. So as of tonight, Joe Biden has 259 electoral votes, or as some would like to say, not a president elect. Mm -hmm. So that that's a big turn as far as media predictions are concerned. Real clear politics is not some right wing. They usually, you know, they're usually more left wing and everybody cites them. Everybody uses them. CNN, ABC, you know, uh, CNBC. And then we take Arizona out of his stash too. Right. How many, how many electoral votes does, I don't know. I don't, I'm, I'm terrible at math. You're probably better than me. You're a straight A student. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a C minus radio student, radio DJ. I'm guessing around the two mid two forties. Sure. Sure. Pennsylvania is the big hall. Pennsylvania is the big number. Right. um, That's going to bring him back. And I, which I think what that tells you is that what Rudy Giuliani is doing with the, with the court, um, cases that are going forward the other part of it too is the legislature the legislation the legislators in pennsylvania which are all controlled by republicans are going forward with this too and they're they're doing an audit of the votes Mm -hmm. and just as of late too brian kemp who's been silent and on the sidelines in georgia he is is a governor of of georgia he has come out and he said legal ballots will only be counted only legal ballots so that's there's there may be a sign there that he's he's been really quiet this whole time. People are saying, where's Brian Kemp? But he recently came out of hiding and he said and they've said, um, you know, that they're going. It sounds sounds like that may indicate I'm not mm-hmm. saying it is, mm-hmm. but that may indicate they're in the process of throwing out a bunch of illegal junk in Fulton County, which is um, right in the heart of Atlanta, where all this garbage is, is taking place, where they've where they've supposedly turned. Um, a deep red state like Georgia blue. And here's another, another breaking news story too, is, uh, is uh, Senator Purdue of Georgia and, uh, and also Kelly Leffler, who's running for the Senate, who's, who's on the Republican ticket have both called for Brad Rathlisberger, who is the secretary of state of Georgia to resign. That's huge. That's a, that's something that if, you know, if you get somebody like those two um, who are, um, who are very much, I would say, typical political GOP establishment pushing for that. That's a big deal. Well, why did they want him to step down? Is he um... because he screwed up Georgia? Because he screwed up this whole election system. Right. He let it. He, he let it go off the rails. Do you think he's it, part of deep state? Is he part of the agenda? Or is he I, I think he's a lousy politician. I think he's a lousy uh, secretary of state who's not doing his job. And probably Brian Kemp is responsible for it too. I mean, here's here's the deal. If you look at Florida, you got Ron DeSantis, right, who ran a very tough purple state with a lot of really hard left Democrat counties, especially in South Florida, uh-huh. um, that have been known for fraud in the past, obviously, and, and known for all kinds of shenanigans. Right. He controlled everything. He right. had voting done before 10 o'clock. That state was called way before yep. um, the media called it. It was right. it was already in the bag. Right. OK, it's so if, if he can do it, if he can do that. Him and his secretary of state and Georgia, who is a reliable, you know, Republican red state, you know, especially with presidential elections. The last person who won it was was Clinton back in 1992. He did not win Georgia in 1996. So that was the last uh, Republican to win that state. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's it's in reliable Republican hands. If if he and he can't he can't both of those clowns. Uh, right. Brian Kemp, Governor Brian Kemp, and also the Secretary of State Brass, Brad Rasslisberger can't can't effectively uh, do their job. Right. 
You know, and that's a secretary of state's job is to run elections. And usually most most times people don't even notice him. They didn't even know his name because, oh, yeah, we're secretary. So we have another election, another election year. Right, you know? right, right. You know, but he, he's totally botched this thing from, okay, from so beginning to end. Two things go through my head. Either A, who's got something on him so that he's he's sucked in with the deep, deep state and pushing their agenda for them with this corruption. I don't think that's a, happening. I, th- I think he. I think they're completely just inept. I, they're, they're completely inept, both Brian Kemp and him. Brian Kemp is just getting his little butt saved, I think. But that, here's the deal. What happens in Georgia is you have a far left um, mayor in Atlanta, <clears throat> and they are afraid of her because of the race thing, and she's black, and they don't want to be seen as racist. So What's instead of... Oh, I don't even I, I bottoms. Uh, I, I don't even know that uh, yeah, something like that. Her last name is bottoms, whatever the heck it, her name is. Um, Kanisha, I think it's Kanisha bottoms, something okay. or whatever. Um, but but the thing is, is that they, they've had they've had they've had hard left Democrat mayors going back. Who knows when? And every Republican governor has always sucked up to them and have never taken them on, especially when it comes to this thing. They never they never effective. They never put state the lid on Stacey Abrams. All oh, right. That's who I was thinking of. I was thinking. Yeah. Well, she's not that she's not in any she's she's a state senator or something. Okay. But the thing is, is that they they're just they're just ineffective boobs. Uh, both of them, they're, they're good old boys that don't want to take a stand against this instead of fighting the corrupt system. Now, Ron DeSantis, he got in there and I don't I don't know if you remember the the, the uh, shooting um, in Florida that, that, that took the news um, where. Uh, it was a school shooting, and then all these all the police officers stood outside while the shooter was inside, and they didn't go in, and they didn't pursue anything. I do remember that. All right. Yeah. Well, there was a guy. There was a there was a sheriff. His name was Scott Israel. He got on CNN pushing gun control, and 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 as soon as Ron DeSantis came in, he fired him. He said, "As as governor, I can take away your job, even though you're duly elected. You're no I, longer sheriff." And and that took huge, huge uh, guts to do that. So for him, yeah. And so, I but that's say- the thing with Georgia. Right. And, and you pay close attention right now with all this going down, all this breaking news, who's with Trump, who's silent right. and who's saying concede. Right. Because those are the names we need to remember and we need to vote them out of office. Right. Because when he's reelected and I'm not saying if because I truly believe that God is God's hand is on him and he's going to be reelected. But look at the Republicans, supposed Republicans who are either congratulating Biden, telling Trump to concede or are completely quiet. Yep, you got let's 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 list them so far. So far, you got Marco Rubio's doing that, right? Mitt Romney. <clears throat> uh, you got Mitt Romney, but here's here's a big surprise. Someone Mittens. who's not doing that Mittens. is Mittens, right? Someone who's not doing that is Lindsey Graham. Lindsey right. Graham is getting on all the TV shows. He's given five hundred thousand dollars to uh, to Trump's legal legal fund for right. this. He recognizes yep. that um, you know you can't have this. I mean, they they'll be able to cheat again. And, and, and I think what, what's come down. I think what's slowly coming down to roost, especially with the runoff now, because they're trying to they're trying to take out these two Republican senators in this Georgia runoff where the election is January fifth. Okay, because they didn't get 50 percent of the vote, but they're trying to use the same um, defunct um, model here. Okay, scorecard technology. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever they can do, whatever. Yeah. um, You know, so they're using that. They're using that um, to push them out and they're not going to take it. These senators, they understand that. So I think there's I think there's a lot of slowly but surely a lot of these people who want to congratulate Biden. Okay. don't want to lose their butts either. Right. All right. And they don't want to lose their seats and they don't want, they don't want to lose their power either. 
So and they recognize that this is not just about Trump. This is about taking over the country. All right. This is about, you know, absolutely. I mean, Chuck Schumer was talking about, you know, now that they basically consider, you know, Biden to be their next anointed president. And now if they can take these two races in Georgia, then they can push their full agenda through. Exactly. Which should scare the crap out of every single one. Of oh, us. yeah. And they're going to stack the Supreme Court. You think with, once they get the Senate and the presidency, they'll stack the Supreme Court. That's why we you need know? to be in prayer every single day. Right. That President Trump is able to prevail and that um, those two races stay in the hands of um, Republicans. Right. And you know, I, th- I think the thing what's changed, too, is that I think uh, last week, um, and going into the weekend, it's it just seemed. I think it was based on we didn't have enough information out there. But the more information that's come out, it just it seems more and more clear that they have such a compelling case. Mm-hmm. And it's not one of these things where is now it's a, a, at a point where Trump doesn't have to push this as much because you know he's riding the train uh, versus pushing the train. Right. And I, I think there's a lot of uh, political will behind him, his supporters, uh, Republicans in general. And, uh, you know, enough to to move move this ball forward in a very, very, very fast manner. So those are my thoughts. So did you happen to watch that or get that um, video I sent you where um, Sidney Powell? Yes. uh, was talking about the hammer and the scorecard. Yeah. Let me uh, let me see if I can find that here. Uh, It's this hmm. uh, it's basically. Um, technology that the CIA uses to spy on different campaigns in foreign countries. And now they've flipped it and they're using it to spy on our own elections so they can flip it in favor of their chosen candidate, who in this case was Joe Biden. All right. Let me take a look at our, uh, your, uh, your messages here to me and see if I can find it. You sent that to me in a message, I think. I did send it to you in a message. All right. So we're going back here. You got, you got the, let's see here. Do you have, um, Okay. Oh, these are two brief clips in here. Yeah, the Lou. Do- I watched the Lou Dob one, Dob ones. Uh, That's the, the one with um with Sydney Powell. She's okay. talking about the hammer and the scorecard technology. Not that one. I think this one right one. here. No, the second one below that. Right here. Yep, right there. Okay, we'll go ahead and hit this. Uh, the thread. Okay, this is very interesting too. But we can this, talk about that after. This. All right, this is yeah, this is the video. Yeah, I know, I know which video this. I, I've listened to this. All right, let's take a listen. You ready? Yep. Any number of things they need to. Well, let me get this started here. Okay. Any number of things they need to investigate, including the likelihood that three percent of the vote total was changed in the pre-election voting ballots that were collected digitally by using the Hammer program and a software program called Scorecard. That would have amounted to a massive change in the vote that would have gone across the country and explains a lot of what we're seeing. In addition, they ran an algorithm to calculate votes they might need to come up with for Mr. Biden in specific areas. I think that explains what happened in Michigan, where the computer glitch resulted in a change of votes of uh, about 5,500 in favor of President Trump, just in one of 47 districts. All those districts need to be checked for that same, quote, software glitch, end quote, that would change the result in Michigan dramatically. Um, The same thing is happening in other states. We've had hundreds of thousands of ballots mysteriously appear for solely for Mr. Biden, which is statistically impossible as a matter of mathematics. 
it, it can all be documented. We are putting it into materials that we will file in federal court, and we need to seek relief in multiple states to enjoin the certification of any election results. Tom Fitton, as, as you listen to, to Sydney, that that sounds like a, a strong case for a straightforward allegation of, uh, of fraud. The two programs that she just mentioned, I'm going to ask you right now, have, have you ever heard of them? Because I had not heard of them. No, I mean, there have been noises about it on the Internet, but I don't know anything beyond what uh, Sydney's reporting now. I, you know, I go back to the numbers you reported at the beginning of the segment. The president was winning on Tuesday. Right. He's not winning now. And he's not winning now as a result of a process that the voters can't have confidence in, the state legislatures can't have confidence in, in my view, the courts can't have confidence in. So the question is, are the courts going to undo what went on? I don't know. But the state legislatures in Georgia, Pennsylvania, Michigan, uh, Wisconsin, perhaps Arizona, they now have an opportunity to make a stand on behalf of the rule of law. Are they going to endorse what went on this week? Or are they? All right, so that kind of ends. But the big part was uh, that lady that talked. Oh, and a side note, Lou Dobbs is no longer with Fox News. He is what? now at Newsmax. Did they let him go with Fox or he chose we, They to don't leave? know. They, they, they probably did. Or either, they, either they let him go or they they were they told them to switch stuff. They they probably fired him. Well, that's that's the thing too. Is I wonder what's going to happen to Tucker Carlson and Sean Hannity. Laura Ingram, do not trust her. She's she's the one that said, "Well, it was a good run, you guys, but we might as well embrace Joe Biden as our president." Yeah. I'm done with her. Yeah, well, she's she, she's she's, she's no, a typical Washingtonite too. She's no conservative. She's no, no conservative. No, I don't. I, I I agree. But you know, here's the thing though: is that. Is that I think it might be a matter of time for them because this is the this is where Fox News is going. They fired Gene, uh, they suspended uh, Judge Janine too over the weekend. Of course, so, so she's of course, gone because they're they're going all out for for Joe Biden. Yep, yeah, we're not we're not having it. And, yep. and massive massive amounts of people got off Facebook and got parlor accounts over the weekend. Right, like right. so much that they crashed the site. I mean, I was listening to Dan Bongino today, and he's like, I'm really sorry for all the glitches over that we've just never seen this volume before. And we're working on it. We're working on beefing up our platform. But they literally had 2 million subscribers over the weekend. I was I was uh, watching a couple of uh, people that I know, and they were saying that if you look at the Facebook like count and refresh it um, it's on strong. Facebook, it's it, it keeps it keeps disappearing, goes it goes down. All I have to do is go over there and keep refreshing, and you'll see those numbers decrease, I was decrease, it, decrease. Yeah, just for fun. So yeah, I had nothing better to do, so I was just you know. But the only problem with Parlor though, it's it's a wonky Parlor is like MySpace. I don't know if you, you remember MySpace in the day, and you had your old dial-up computer but when it first came out. But I think the more and, subscribers that they get, and the more money, the more revenue that they get, the better yeah. it's going to be. I mean, yeah, I think so. But but right now it's night. right now it's a comparison to Twitter. Twitter is a different animal altogether. There's another one called MeWe, which is which is more like Facebook. But right. you know, they're all in the infant stage, and and people let's say, yeah, I'm over there. I have an account, but they're really not doing anything. They're not they're not using the platform. No, you um, can't use it the same way. And it's going to take right. some getting used to. But it's worth it to have a voice and not be censored. You know, and Scott, um, while we're on, I have the. Uh, I don't know. Uh, so I don't know that I'll completely get rid of my Facebook account, but I'm just it's nice to have a backup where you can go and have a voice. Yeah, I think I think censored. you're right. And there might come a time where you don't have a choice where it's gotten right. so bad. Right. But, you know, who knows if, if Trump wins this thing, um, you know, and, and it and it happens. Uh, I think that, um, let me see here. 
if, if Trump if Trump wins this thing, you know, who knows? You know, maybe they'll the, they'll he'll finally force them to get rid of the 233 here, which is a special which is a, which is a, a special cu- a federal cutout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 233 is a special cutout for them so they don't get sued. Now, right. if they were pub- if they were if they were any if they were like any typical media organization like The New York Times or The Washington Post or or whatever under those laws, they get their butt sued for what they're doing. What right. they're doing is illegal. You can't you can't on one hand, uh, you know, do business with people. All right. Have have somebody sign up for Facebook and right. and, uh, you know, get them monetized or whatever. OK. And then uh, by some crazy rule, they decide they decide one day to shadow ban you or, or ban you or whatever. Uh, we got some people responding here to our um, our video. Larry says, uh, Gregert says, if the Dems controlling the Senate doesn't scare you, nothing will. Right. Seriously. Yep. Seriously. I'm, right. I'm like, well, where can we move? I mean, Costa Rica looks nice this time of year. <laughs> I don't know. New Zealand, right. perhaps. I don't know. Uh, let me see. Wilfredo uh, Soto says, well, real clear politics rescinded Biden's Pennsylvania lead. Let's see if others follow suit. There's enough stuff going on. Here. So is that enough so. to throw the left into temper tantrums yet? Or I think I think it's I, I think it's what they're going to do is the way they will react to this is ignore this and keep acting like, you know, Biden's Biden's going to, you know, Biden just got certified and, and, you know, talking about the transition team in the first hundred days and all this BS. So, you know, I've got, I've got two sons, 13 and 15, and they follow my older son follows politics quite a bit just because I do, but Mm -hmm. just hearing what they're hearing through, you know, their apps on their phone and whatever. And my son's like, well, Biden already won mom. And I'm like, no, he didn't. And so we got into like this. Good argument about how the news media doesn't call it the courts call it and it's very highly contested and it was completely irresponsible for them to jump the gun that quickly and they're like but he already made his acceptance speech i'm like it doesn't matter what he does like like i said on facebook i can Mm -hmm. announce that i'm the queen of england doesn't make me the queen of england right there's a process here and they're not following it well the best way to combat the media is truth and constantly getting out there and what trump is going to do uh, the latest um, information from the campaign is that he plans on doing rallies. Oh yeah, okay, in all these discontested places across the country. Okay, he is he's also he is also bringing obituaries with him of dead people that have voted. Right, so that's, that's going to get that, and you and, and so and so all this media propaganda about Biden being president is going to slowly the wheels are going to slowly come off. But I, I think you know. Real clear politics removing Biden is, I think, is a huge thing. Real clear politics is not some, you know, not some minuscule website there. That's a big deal. That's a that's a newsmaker headline right there. So did they they're uh, talking about it or they actually did? They've actually removed it. If you if you go to if you go to their website, uh, Real Clear Politics, and I'm, I'm just clicking on him here nice. um, and you go, you'll see the number. Uh, there it is. OK, here's a screenshot of the live map on Real Clear Politics. Uh, if, if my internet will let me do what I need to RCP, do. Real clear politics has still not called Georgia or Arizona in favor of Biden. That's right. Well, do they show a shred of integrity? Right. So there you go. Biden, Harris, 259, Trump, Pence, 214. All right. So they're, they're throwing they they're, Trump, North Carolina yet or Arizona or um, Alaska. Um, has no one called Alaska. I, I, don't, I, don't, like, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I thought they have. I, I thought it. they have. Like they don't I have that many people. Right. How hard is it to count? Right. I, I, I don't I don't know the answer. To that. I, 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 all I know is they're throwing that up in toss up. So but anyway, so 
Count a few, take a coffee break. That's Count right. A few, That's have right. a lunch break. That's and right. what are they doing? Right, right. <laughs> well, they got to pause. That's a big thing, you know, that we've never seen before is that we stop counting. And then we'll recount tomorrow and we'll restart oh, yeah. it up at 4 a.m. or whatever. So. so, okay, so I have all these all these clips from, I was, I was watching Charlie Kirk's. He had a war room that he was doing over the weekend. He had a Sunday episode that was like two and a half hours. And um, he's just going, he's a numbers guy. He's just going over the numbers, the stats. And he said, how is it possible that this old, senile, decrepit, can't, <laughs> can't barely, you know, have a conversation without making major blunders, has vote numbers that are better than Barack Obama back in 2008? Right. So, so when they were strategizing how they were going to steal and defraud the election, this is per, per Charlie Kirk. They planned, okay, worst case scenario, Trump does as well as Obama did back in 2008. So we're going to plan our fraud based on those numbers. Well, as they were getting ready to, you know, start throwing extra ballots in there, Trump so far surpassed that he's, he, he went over Obama's numbers in 2008 by 2 million votes. Mm -hmm. They couldn't keep up which is why we saw on um, election night, they abruptly stopped counting because they couldn't, because they couldn't keep up with the, their fraud right. couldn't keep up. So they had to stop long enough to bring in some more votes because they didn't have enough. They weren't prepared for that level of a landslide. Mm. Well, I've got, so, I've got Charlie Kirk, uh, Kirk uh, here on the screen. Yeah. So if you bring it up to about the 38 minute mark, 3830. Okay. Hold on he's one talking about general Thomas McInerney. McInerney. I'm not sure how to say his last name, but anyways, he, t he talks more about the hammer and scorecard technology. Okay. 3830, right? Yep. About I've got, I've got to, this is good stuff. I've got to watch this later. It's really oh. good. Okay. I got 38, uh, 20, 38. We'll start it here. And counted. And these things need to be looked into. Right. I mean, beyond that. So I want to, we're getting a lot of questions here. Freedom at charliekirk.com. Uh, which is about uh, one of the clips here we have. Needs a shave. General Thomas McInerney. I can never say his name right. McInerney, uh, who talks about this software called Hammer. Um, and we get a lot of questions about this. I want to play all four tapes we have of this, one at a time. We'll comment after each one. We'll hear. I don't know if you heard about this or not, Brandon. No, I but it's a real, it's a real creepy thing. Okay, let's play cut one. And they put in an application in this SIGINT program called Scorecard. And Scorecard changes votes at a certain point in the voting stream. And if I can, and by the way, uh, the Obama administration used it in the 2012 election in Florida. So both Obama and Biden are very familiar with this. Mm -hmm. So this is uh, General McIntree. And so he starts by saying that this is a program that could potentially change votes and skew them. Let's go to cut two, uh, where the general continues. And by the way, this is not just some conspiracy theorist. Let me read you his bio. He's a retired United States Air Force lieutenant general who served in top military positions under the Secretary of Defense and Vice President of the United States. He was a forward air controller, fighter pilot during the Vietnam War, and had flown over 407 combat missions. So he's very credible and very reputable. Right. Okay, let's play cut two. Okay. Yeah. And it's, it's important that we all understand it. It's by Joseph Stalin. I consider it completely unimportant who in the party will vote or how. 
But what is extraordinarily important is this, who will count the votes? Now, Steve, we have a desperate Democratic Party that will do anything to bring the country to a totalitarian state and as far left as they want. They yeah. used it in the primaries and uh, Bernie lost mm -hmm. to Biden because they used it in the primaries. Now, that this is, is the creepy huge. thing. Let's go to cut three here. Is This was all before the election. Mm. And some people wrote him off and they thought, no way. But General Thomas McIntree, who is very reputable, retired United States Air Force Lieutenant General. But play cut three. Wait till you hear this. He predicts exactly what's going to happen. Play cut three. And they're trying to set up this voting thing uh, that happens on Tuesday night. It's going to look good for President Trump, but they're going to change. And that's wow. the danger that America and everybody must realize. Play cut four on what their true intent is. And he was trying to warn us, and a lot of people said, oh, no way, this is not true. By the way, this is not just some guy that you know sits in his basement and posts on message boards. <laughs> this guy is a he's a retired general of the United States Air Force. He was a lieutenant general, which is a three-star general. Okay, wow. this is a top-level <laughs> military brass here. Okay, cut four. All these things are in this force that you and Sydney have been talking about that want to change America from what it is. It goes back to the Electoral College to the Supreme Court. All these things are bundled to chain America from being a de democratic republic to a totalitarian regime. That means a socialist mm -hmm. country, which the next step is communism. It is their goal. I want to play one more clip here of Sidney Powell, attorney for Michael Flynn. Um, and you guys can email us your questions, freedom at charliekirk.com. Sidney Powell, who says there has been a massive and coordinated effort to steal this election. More than 450,000 ballots in key states have only one mark for Joe Biden. Sidney Powell, play cut five. Yes, there has been a massive and coordinated effort to steal this election from we, the people of the United States of America, to delegitimize and destroy votes for Donald Trump to manufacture votes for Joe Biden. They have done it in every way imaginable, from having dead people vote in massive numbers to absolutely fraudulently creating ballots that exist only voting for Biden. We've identified at least 450,000 ballots in the key states that miraculously only have a mark for Joe Biden on them and no other candidate. That just have a mark for Joe Biden, no other candidate. It is clear, man. I, I don't understand how anybody can look out there and say, that sounds right. That sounds about reasonable. It's not. They are they are literally coordinating an effort to overthrow a duly elected president That's right. for the second time. I don't understand how. And then they get out here and they say, how could there be voter fraud? And then they claim, and this is the left, but they claim that Russia interfered with our election for four years. That's right. And there was no evidence well, of that. So you're, you're a former police officer. Right. Let me ask you a question. Is there, if you don't look into it, and if you don't have police officer detectives, is there ever widespread evidence of crime if you don't look into it? Right. Is there, if you, if you, you know don't investigate, it's no crime. Without people seeing them? Yeah. Financial crimes, child smuggling crimes. Right. If you don't look into it, it's like, oh, there's no widespread. Well, you haven't looked into it. Right, right. And money laundering is a great example, right? So money laundering is you come in with a bunch of cash, you clean the money. And it's hard to find. It takes a big team of forensic experts 
Do you know how they actually find money laundering? Mm. You know how they found the Enron accounting scandal? By going through Benford's law, and they right, go through right, this. Right. So we have a chart here that we're going to put up in a second where all of this is how you find out that there's something irregular. So let's go through this. Let's continue to go through this. So, Brandon, what if I told you that in Washington, D.C., heavy black population, right. Donald Trump did a point better than he did in 2016. Hmm. In Chicago, Trump did five points better. That's, that's, that sounds crazy. <laughs> five points. In San Francisco, five points better. Yeah. So he did better with white liberals yeah. and with inner city blacks right. in Chicago. He did 15 points better in Miami, Florida. He did the same in L.A. and Boston. But explain this to me. He did five points worse in Atlanta, five points yeah. worse in Dane County, Madison, Wisconsin, and five points worse in Detroit. That's possible. Yeah, that's, that's, that's weird to me because there is no difference between, in my personal opinion, there's no huge difference between the culture of African-Americans in those cities. There's not much difference. And when you win in Chicago or you do better in D.C., you sh- it, it, it common sense tells you you should be doing better around the country because there's a trend mm-hmm. of Donald Trump being uh, a candidate for the minorities. And you look at the Hispanic population, you look at the black yes. population, and we said this before, if Trump gets over 8%, he gets to – uh, 10%, 18%, whatever, you want to go up to 20%, then Democrats have no chance in the world. Why mm-hmm. have they been doing poorly amongst minorities and didn't care? It's because they knew they was going to do this. Why was Joe Biden not putting in the effort and energy mm-hmm. and going into the basement when they started talking about his son because right, they knew right. they were going to do this stuff? Right. There mm-hmm. was no reason for them to go out their way and protest. They just need, I mean, not protest, but they need to campaign. Basically, they just need to show a face and say, look, we're doing this, we're doing that. Let's do a photo op and let's get out of there mm-hmm. because they knew they were going to do this. They knew they were going to do it. When Nancy Pelosi came out and said, well, whether he believe it or not, Donald Trump is not going to be the president, whether he believe it or not, because they knew that they were going to cheat yes. allegedly. And in 2016, he legitimately took them all by surprise. Oh, yeah. He did. And so here's the key. I was there on election night in 2016. There, everyone was stunned. Everyone. Yeah. And what was most interesting is that they didn't stop counting ballots in Detroit or in Milwaukee right. or Atlanta or Philadelphia. Right. They stayed up all night. And at that night, they said, Trump won Philadelphia. Right. And the Hillary Clinton campaign was like, what do you mean he won? Can't you find more ballots? They said, we got Can't no more you find more ballots. <laughs> so they had this pandemic, mm-hmm. epidemiological Pearl Harbor from China. Right. Shut down our country, mask everyone. Everyone's in a perpetual state of fear. Somehow there's 1,776% increase with 90-plus-year-olds where they're not going anywhere. Right. The one thing they're like, oh, yeah, let me go register to vote. Super high turnout. And it seems as if there was a plan to build the machinery to get this yeah. out. Yeah, a, a clear plan. Think about this for a minute. You look at California, it doesn't appear that they had problems with voting. What, 12 million, 13 million people they had to count or so, they had no problem with voting. New York City, New York State, New York City was the epicenter of COVID outbreak. You're talking about people being afraid, people dying in, 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 in huge numbers. They had no problem with voting. And you can't tell me that the 90-plus-year-olds are increasing their registration. By 1,000%, They're not going in person. So you're telling me that they're going online? You're telling me that people are, who are 90-plus years old can, are going online, going on the Internet, using computers to somehow register, and it is complicated. It's complicated if you're a young person to go on. And you're telling me 90-plus-year-olds are going on the Internet and, and, and um, 
registering to vote because you can't go to DMV. You can't go to any of these things in person. Tell me how. Let's show the uh, graph right there. Can we put that up on screen, everybody? That graph right there goes to show the 1,776% increase just amongst people that are 90-plus years old. (laughs) It's it's statistically unthinkable. so absurd. Yeah, and, like, what is it about? Just think that if that was true. Just say that it was true. Um, What is it about President Trump that would make older people dislike him at that rate? What what could he have possibly done? And here's the amazing thing. He won older voters in Florida. Right. So in the Sumter County, Florida, near the villages, Trump did amazingly well. He did better than he did in 2016. Right. So he did better with older voters all across the country. Except, except in these compromised Tar- areas. areas. If you guys want to help support Brandon, it's TatumReport.com. TatumReport.com. Go on, subscribe. You can donate if God put it on your heart. TatumReport.com is where you get all your real news, man. Is there something else you, you want to continue with this, or did no, you want to hit something else? No, I, no. The other, only other thing I was going to talk about was um, so Sydney Powell. You know, she's um, the attorney for uh, Michael Flynn, and she just said that um, they're they're going to fight this tooth and nail right. in federal court because they have so much evidence. They have so much evidence, and I don't know if you remember, but um, a lot of people were asking. President Trump and Kaylee McEnany, if they were going to be gathered together and watching the results go in. And they mm-hmm. were um, pretty um, guarded about what they said, but they said, yeah, yeah, we'll all be together while we're on election night. Well, so, so where they were was um, in the Eisenhower building, which is a building just west of the White House in what's called a skiff which mm-hmm. is a sensitive compartment information facility. It's used by the CIA and they were monitoring the fraud in real time. They were wow. watching Donald Trump's <clears throat> come in and then they were watching this hammer and scorecard technology happen in real time where Trump would be up like 19,000 votes. And then all of a sudden his number would go down and those numbers would go to Biden. That's how the technology works in a split second so that you it's barely compre- comprehensible to the average person, unless you're really able to like snapshot that that part of the screen here's what i think uh, are other things that are going on here that i i don't think democrats anticipated i think democrats anticipated if when we got to this stage that they would be fighting the whole mail-in votes versus not mail-in votes and da 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 and that's the only thing that they would be fighting i don't think that they were anticipating that all these other things were being uncovered like the dead votes now with technology Mm -hmm. there's a guy right now that's going on secretary of state's websites all over the country and is looking up obituaries and finding a role of dead people and finding out if they voted or not right and he's able to do that and he's able to provide evidence for that there's so many digital soldiers these days they can't get away with things that they used to be able to get away with and i don't think the democrats were anticipating um all these things that we're discovering about all these machines right. and all of this software and, and who owns the software, the Diane yeah. Feinstein's uh, uh, husband and also um, I believe Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi's yes. husband is, is, is part ownership in this uh, of all these things. And then we're also discovering that all these different uh, software, um, all these different balloting systems um, have been used in third world countries. Right. And also you know? um, funded by the Clinton Foundation. So, hey. Yeah. And so I think I think I think they've I think they've overstepped their bounds. I I think what for them in their minds, they're going to do this. And they think in the worst case scenario for them 
is that this all gets overturned and then they have a reason to have all their supporters continue to riot and continue to loot and continue to do what they're doing. But I think the fact that Bill Barr has stepped out and has unleashed federal prosecutors to step in before things get certified. Yes, that's huge. Right. And so hopefully and this is, you know, and I know that you say that, you know, you, you feel like God's hand is on Trump and all this. I understand that. But I also feel that, you know, it could go the other way, too, because we're 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 a country that deserves judgment. Oh, I if you believe that. me, if you believe if you know and and, uh, you know, God is not going to allow, um, you know, babies being aborted, aborted um, and all the murder that has taken place since 19, 1973. You know, and I, I sometimes I, I feel that, you know, we 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 uh, are hoping that our expectations are is that this is going to turn out right. Um, But it could turn out wrong. And we could be Abraham pleading with God to spare Lot. You know, how many righteous people are left in the city, Lord, will you spare? Right. You know, and his judgment is inevitable. Right. Um, And this time around, and, you know, and we all know as believers that, yeah, it's coming. The the end times are coming. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jesus is coming back. and, and, And this is, you know, so maybe there's, there is a, there is some opportunity here for revival. There is some opportunity here for, for this to all turn around. But I think as a whole, and even the Republicans who have funded Planned Parenthood and, you know, Trump, I'll give him credit, but he's only, he's only defunded about 2% of that, you know? So, so this, so there's a whole, you know, so there's a lot of evil Republicans too in this. They're not, you know, sacred. So I I just think moving forward is that there is a chance it could go either way right now. It seems like the momentum is in Trump's direction. Um, but, um, I just know that we're, we're a country that deserves judgment. Um, I, I so. hear what you're saying and I'm, 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 I'm completely logical. I know that it could go either way, but I just pray. I pray that God has mercy on us. Because, right. Hey, you've seen revival happening across the nation, starting in California, where they're just like, you tell us we can't have church. We're going to have it anyways. We're going right. to be outside. We're going to worship. Like revival has been spreading like crazy out on the West coast. And I think across the nation and you see all these prayer gatherings and prayer vigils. And I feel like there is a revival happening in this country. And now that we've got Amy Coney Barrett in place, I feel like we can really do some damage as far as um, reversing Roe versus Wade and mm-hmm. starting to take, take our country back and, and, you know, and put God in his rightful place back in this country, one nation under God, as we were intended to be. Right. And I, I, think, um, I think that's a real possibility too. And I think there's also things going on in the Southern Baptist Convention, which is very powerful um, throughout the South, where uh, people like Roy Moore, who have flirted with uh, the social gospel, which have flirted with talking about open borders and amnesty and um, thinking that's a righteous thing and has been very anti-Trump. Uh, this whole time for nefarious reasons, not for, hey, this is my personal convictions about him, mm-hmm. but for nefarious reasons. And he has come out and he said there is no evidence. And and also uh, Al Mohler, who's who's the president of uh, the uh, Southern Baptist Convention, there is no evidence of fraud whatsoever. They're weighing in on this. From what I understand is that things are changing at the Southern Baptist Convention in a good way where these two clowns are going to be out. Good. And these these people have been, you know, been uh, really kind of poisoning the waters. And there's been a there's been a lot of people in that Southern Baptist Convention that are doing crazy. One of the top guys wants to get rid of Southern in Southern Baptist Convention because he thinks it's racist. 
you know, this is how screwy they are, right. you know? Um, and so, so I think things are happening in a good way um, when it comes to this. And, and, you know, it's just a matter of exposing people to truth. The more truth gets out. All right. And the more it's the light is shown upon this, you know, and I think that, you know, that there is a feeling that we could have gone through this where the too many Republicans decided that they're not going to fight. But that's not happening. And I think the biggest sign here is man, I was not expecting that Purdue and Leffler um, asking for the resignation of the secretary of state yes. in Georgia. That is huge. That news. is crazy. That is huge news because they're, they, they realize that they've allowed the Democrats to get away with in the, and Atlanta is so corrupt. Atlanta is the most corrupt city in the, in the world. Um, you know, and everybody outside Atlanta, it's, you know, you got two Georgias, you got Atlanta and you got the rest of Georgia basically. Right. right. So. Which um, kind of sounds like that's how Pennsylvania is too. Yeah. And you know, the thing is, I kind of wonder with all this, with all this institutional fraud, it's been going on for a long time right. where you have the whole state legislature is, legislature is Republican and the governor isn't. It just tells you when it comes to statewide elections, you know, if you peel away this fraud and you start prosecuting, what's going to happen is you'll probably get back to having Republican governors again. Right. I mean, even though they've been liberal in the past, uh, the, who was a guy that he, he Tom Ridge, who was supporting Biden, has been a terrible he was a republican governor but he's a he's a big rhino squish um you know uh he he protected kermit gosnell uh the abortion doctor that went to jail for a long time and you know he uh he's he's just a really evil guy um and there's a lot of those squish republicans that have come through but i mean it's a state that has elected uh you know it's rick Santorum of all people you know back in the 90s you know a lot of names that i don't know yeah you don't know who rick Santorum is he ran for uh I've ran heard for his president, name, but you like know his name and when he served and well, the position he had. And who well, he, uh, you know, he uh, he ran for president. You didn't remember that when he ran for president with Herman Cain in 2012 and against Mitt Romney in the primaries and all that. Rick Santorum. You no, know, I really didn't pay much attention to politics until Trump. Until Trump oh, really? Okay. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I've been okay. I've been and- well, I've been following it since 10th grade. And when I would I would drive the school, I would I would I'd drive home from school, I'd have Rush Limbaugh on. And I went to a I went to I totally, a I can totally see that about you. You're I went way, to, you, but you are way nerdier than me. I mean, let's just be honest. Are you serious? You're you're, you're totally, the you're the straight A student. No. I'm a C minus student. <laughs> you are, are you totally kidding? you're a way bigger nerd than me. It's when so it comes true. to politics. Oh, <laughs> I'm just I'm just socially awkward is what you're saying. Right. No, I didn't you know, I, and I've always tell people I love radio. I just hate people. So. But no, um, that's how awkward and socially. But no, um, but what I'm saying is, is um, you know, when I was growing up in high school, I went to a, it was a Christian school. It was a Mennonite school. Mennonites are liberals. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then Mennonites vote Democrat, a lot, a lot of them. And they're, they believe in uh, non-resistance. So they're, so they don't believe in war. So that while I was in high school, this was during the, uh, this was during the Iraq war. And that's when I started listening to Rush Limbaugh. And so we, <laughs> we had this art teacher who was a very liberal person and all the kids were kind of liberal too. Um, and they said, listen, you guys can bring your radios with you in, in class for our class. And you listen to music or listen to whatever you want. To. I said, great. I said, is it my turn this week? And they said, yes, it is. I played Rush Limbaugh in class. That lasted for about 10 minutes. <laughs> we are no longer going to be. Oh. This will no longer be part of the class. Thanks, yeah. guys. You ruined it for everybody, didn't you, Will? Oh, I just I caused trouble. I mean, you know, they, and they would have they'd have these. uh at, this is the Eastern Mennonite High School in Harrisonburg, Virginia. 
um, they had these uh, assemblies that we'd have, and they'd have these speakers. And there's one guy that would talk about peace. They'd always talk about peace and non-resistance and not supporting the military and not and being against war, right? right. Um, and so I said, I, I raised my hand because I was a troublemaker in front of the whole student body yeah, of about, so about, about 300 people, right? 300 yeah. kids. I rose my hand. I said, uh, listen, so if someone breaks in your house and is about to uh, uh, rape your spouse, um, uh, should you call the cops? Be- is, is, should you call the cops? Because the cops carry guns and kill people, too. Right. And he just kind of they all kind of everybody was murmuring, you know, and the guy didn't really give a good answer. And he got all nervous and stuff. But that's, you know, I just kind of <laughs> I did that in front of assembly. So you're that guy. Yeah, I can. Yeah. About you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Were you an only child? Are, are you an only child? Oh, I have two sisters. Oh, only one's child. a year younger than me. And the other one is about six years younger than me. So, oh, you're the yeah. oldest and a boy. Right. right. Okay. One sister's a hardcore liberal in in uh, the San Francisco area. She li- she lives in uh, where's the um, Berkeley? She lives near Berkeley. Okay. So she's in you know she's in uh, and then the and her husband works for Twitter. Um, great. Yeah. So um, and then my other sister, uh, she's conservative Christian, and she's uh, she lives in um, Flowery Branch, Georgia, which is a suburb of Atlanta. And my parents okay. live with her, so you oh, know, like a nice. in in law apartment, so. Very nice. Yeah. I always thought you were an only child. I don't know why. No. You were an only child. You had all brothers, right? I'm the only child. I'm the middle child. You are? you. So you have a younger brother? Yes. I have a younger oh. brother and an older brother. Yeah, okay. I, I, thought, you had the, I thought you had older brothers. I thought you're, all your older brothers were in their 60s or something. I wasn't sure. What? <laughs> Stop trolling me. Ah! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the only one that lives in South Dakota though. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Sometimes you gotta march to the beat of your own drum, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, All right. so but but I'm watch as I'm watching things unfold, I'm just seeing this huge patriotic movement yeah, where it's not so much Republican versus Democrat, it's we the people versus the political establishment. You know, and the the corrupt political enterprise, really. I mean, it's it's just it's it's more of a business to them than anything else. And we're just we're just chump chumps, Trump chumps. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And I, I think that right now the momentum is with him. And that's very encouraging. And, you know, here's the thing, though, is that, you know, we're dealing with Joe Biden here. We're not dealing with Joe Kennedy. All right. Where Joe Kennedy in 1960 uh, stole the election from Richard Nixon and it came down to Illinois. All right. It came down to Chicago. And it's funny because no Republican has ever won or actually no person has ever won without winning Florida and Ohio. Mm -hmm. And the last time the last time a president um, won, the last time a candidate, a Republican, at least won Ohio and Florida but didn't win the presidency was Richard Nixon because of of voter fraud in Illinois. But Richard Nixon wanted to unite the country. He didn't want to go there. And it's because he wanted to he wanted to run again. And so Kennedy won. But Joe Kennedy, his dad, is the one that rigged it for him. All right. And that's that's well known. What? Um, and, and so when you're looking at the map, um, you know, Trump won Florida, Trump won Ohio. Statistically speaking, whoever does that usually wins the election, you know, right. every single right. time. Right. So. Um, and that's just, you know, because like, as Charlie Kirk pointed out, stats don't lie. You can't have 
you can't have trends showing all these other cities across the entire right. uh, nation, you know, showing one result and then uh, then another result showing all these, you know, contested Wait, states. So. How are you going to tell me that he did better in New York City than he did in Milwaukee? Right. How right. is that even possible? Come on. Right. And, and I think, you know, and I think Wisconsin has been a huge win for I mean, he they've captured blue collar workers that were tra- that were traditionally Democrats for the longest time, because especially after they yeah. had all that rioting in Kenosha. And then he went out there and he met with the police and he supported them and he had their full support. There's no way there's no way Wisconsin went to Biden. There's no way. And I, I think the only thing that's left here for Democrats as far as working classes are the unions. But those are usually union leaders. Those are not usually the union rank and file now. Right. Um, so uh, so those are big, huge gains for him. So. And I think 100 percent that he knew this was going to this was going to be how it was going to play out because they, you know, they they tried the collusion hoax. That didn't work. They tried impeachment. That didn't work. They tried all these different ways to collude against him, get him out of office. None of it worked. Do they really think he was just going to they were just going to roll over and play dead and be like, oh, yeah, yep, you won fair and square (laughs) handshake. Nice job. No, of course, he saw this coming. Of course, he knew that they were going to do this. Well, here's the thing, though, is that he was prepared. The thing is, is that the Democrat Party is so used to rolling Republicans. You know, whatever happened to the... Because uh, we don't fight. We just right. play nice. Whatever happened to the IRS lady? You remember this back in the in about 2010 where they're investigating this, this uh, during the Obama administration, this, the IRS was, um, was, invest, was uh, auditing uh, uh, Tea Party groups and going after Tea Party groups. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember that. You know, and, you know, that's, where's that investigation? That's, you know, where's Benghazi? You know, so they're used to rolling. They're right. used to rolling Republicans and not getting um, being accountable for anything. Right. And the other thing is, is part of the part of the thing they're wondering here is, is Trump all talk or does he mean action? Oh, well, with what's happening with Bill Barr and the pressure that Trump's had to put on Bill Barr and others, mm-hmm. um, that's changing. Now, right. Are you you release a federal prosecutor? These people, they don't care. Right. Federal prosecutors, from what I understand, they just they want they want a head on their wall mounted. Okay, that's that's how they go after. Um, you know, they 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 go out there you know viciously. Um, you know, so so I, I think this is I think this is a drain the swamp move. I don't want to I don't want to get to the point where you know we're getting everybody's expectations because, like right. I said, the Supreme Court could do something stupid. Um, and people, and this, they could drop the ball, and, and the mo- the momentum could swing depending on what else is happening. They could get to the point where they say, you know, you can you can prove some fraud, but not enough to overturn this. Um, but maybe but you if can. They just so. took Pennsylvania. They did. They did. Out and, and, of Biden's bucket and stuck it back in the anybody's game pile. Then that's huge. Yeah, and Giuliani was on Fox News today, and he was saying the same thing. He says, "We, I am confident we have we have overturned the results for Pennsylvania, and that's that's the key that unlocks everything. Mm-hmm. If they're able to do that, they're able to they're able back to back in the game, baby. Get, get back in the game. That takes away his path to two seventy, and then they're screwed. They don't have they don't have time. They got too many eyes on them now. You know, right. the election's over. Right. Um, the games have been played. So. And all, all of their stuff they're doing in dark in the middle of the night. When you shine the light on them, the cockroaches go. Screaming. Oh, yeah. I know. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. All right. Are we wrapping Watch up here, Laura? Out. I'm just saying, keep hold the faith. Keep keep the line and don't give up because we're not done. We are not done. You've got and to people, fight. And, and, and people need to realize this. If you don't don't cave into, well, we got to we it's, it's over. We just let's just move on. 
Biden's president. It's bigger than Trump. It's bigger than this election cycle. This means that they'll do it again and again. Their their plan is to get rid of elections. Their plan is to, to make the Supreme Court a legislative body where they add as many as many judges as they want. Right. So this is is fighting for the future of our country. It's not just President Trump. Right. All right. We wrapping up here, Laura. We are wrapping up. Okay, cool. Because my son's losing. Let's do it again this time next week, Monday, 7 o'clock Central, 8 p.m. Eastern. And you can also find our podcast. We um, download that um, usually within 